welcome back to Much Do About Rugby. Today, we're going to be talking about England. Now, we had a pretty disappointing Six Nations, I'd say, coming fifth. Not exactly the best, considering all of us, well, me and Max and today only, but Ed as well, thought that we would be winning this year. So coming fifth isn't exactly great. So first of all, Maxon, what do you think is the number one thing that needs to change in the England setup, squad, whatever, like the way we play? What do you think needs to change there for us to actually get back to our best? Yeah, I, I would say the main thing for me is regaining our like reputation with referees and also being more disciplined. Because I think in all the games, in the whole Six Nations that were marginal, I think the thing that ultimately lost us the games was the discipline. Mm. And I know, I think Maratoje was was pulled out quite a bit for his <laughs> discipline, especially um, in the games prior to the France game. And then he pulled it out of the bag in the France game. But I think the France game just shows how well we can play if we... Um, if we like are disciplined and structured and yeah, next things right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, what about you? Well, obviously, I think we have a few stale players in the team. Potentially, I think there could be a bit of change going on there. Like, obviously, I completely agree. The penalties just actually just like ruins us. Like, we could be like making great form momentum, and then just like something stupid would happen. It just puts us like on the back foot straight away. It makes a massive impact. But I think also there's a maybe a mentality going on with the player selection. Like they almost like Elliot Daly, for example, why is he still even being starting in the England squad? Like he almost, he, I get the feeling like players like him need competition. And I think that you need to bring in the young, younger, or not necessarily younger, but the informed players who may be playing really well in the premiership or wherever, just to add a bit of competition. So they don't think that they are just in the team because of who they are, but they actually need to play for their position. I think that will make a big difference. But I guess that kind of could lead us on to our next bit, which will be who do you think will or should be in the England starting team or in the squads going forward? Um, shall we start with the the forwards? We can just go one to fifteen, I guess, or like the front row. So who, yeah, who who would you from the front row? Who would you who would you keep? Who would you change? How what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, first I was just going to say like I think well I think Wales won the championship a lot to do with bringing in young players. I think that's the model that a lot of people need to come in. We saw Callum Sheedy and Louis Samet, who really have been playing really really well. I mean Sheedy as well recently orchestrating the victory over Quinns for Bristol, uh, which was awesome. Mm. But in terms of the front rows that I'd have, to be honest with you, I think front rows in general for England didn't perform too badly. Um, yeah. I think... I think there's a nice bit of competition in the front row, especially at hooker. Like, I yeah. think Jamie George is our best hooker, but I ca- uh, ca- Luke Cowan-Dickey is, like, such good competition for that because he is also a really good hooker as well and can swap him. But I just think... Uh, Jamie George is just miles above him yeah, in like yeah. every aspect. Yeah, I definitely think Jamie George should be starting. But then again, I think I think it's good that Cowan Dickey got his run of games because we saw. I mean, we saw when Jamie George came off the bench, he ended up setting up a try um, mm. in in the game he came off the bench for, which shows what competition like can do for a position. Um, and like with regards to the props, I mean, like Maka I think he had he didn't have his greatest. Champion chains, 
Um, I think like carrying wise, he he wasn't as good as he normally is. Um, in terms, I mean, when I think of Maka Vinopola, I think like, for England. I think Maka Vinopola has a lot more to show in the England camp for sure. I think we've seen how good he can be with his hands um, and really being that ball playing, uh, ball playing, and similar to well how England used to utilize more uh, like in. I think that more, but I think Macavinapola keeps his space on his based on his his skill set. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I for think the so I think Carlson. Um, yeah, Sing, Sinclair, I think has to start. He he he's he's a really great front row. I think I think he 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 also offers a lot of versatility just in his style of play. Like he's carrying, he's rucking, he's doing everything you want a prop to do well, but. Um, so I think I think we kind of agreed there. There isn't much change that probably needs to be done in the front row. I think I think our scrummaging is strong. To be fair, I can't I can't even think if we're giving away that many penalties in the scrum. But if we are, like, that's like something that I guess could be ironed out. Um, and obviously, I know Eddie. Well, we know Eddie is, is looking at like Benabano. He is looking at other options at front row. He's brought in like Tom Dunn. He's capped him. So there are other options coming in. But moving on to second row, this is one that I actually think is kind of a tricky one because. We've got, we all know Maratoje has to start. Like, even though he's given away the penalties, he is starting no matter what. Because on his best day, he is one of the best players in the world, let alone the best lock in the world. But it's that other spot. I feel like, is Charlie Ewell's the, the player to fill that? Is Joe Launch when he's fit? Courtney Laws? I don't know. What, what do you think? I think, um, I think at the moment, based on fitness, I think actually Johnny Hill. I think is the best to start in that role. Um, mm. I think he was playing really, really well. What was the reason he, he got dropped? Was it? I don't know if he was like just giving away a few penalties. I, I can't even remember why he got dropped. He, yeah, I think he's been decent since he's come into England as a whole. But um, I don't know. Is is he? Do you think he is the, the answer for the future of England in that lock position then? Alongside yeah, I, OJ? I think he can be. Yeah, to be honest with you, our experience are like far above Johnny Hill at the moment. Um, mm. I think they've been injured, which is why they haven't been around in that setup. But I think Johnny Hill certainly, like you've seen how well he's played over the last few seasons with Exeter. So I, I don't see why he can't start into that role. And he's mm. clearly like a really, really good lock. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I think Johnny Hill at the moment for me. Um, other than that, like Laws and Launchbury, I think we have. Um, a lot of riches in the second row position, to be honest. Um, but I don't. I, yeah, Charlie, I think, Charlie Yules for me is just not a bit off the pace. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. I think I think we are missing uh, Laws, especially. I think Laws just adds like a bit of impact. To be fair, just I think you don't realize it until like these players are gone. But I think Laws just makes hits. He just like adds a presence. Maybe I don't know. But um, yeah. I think for sure. We know where Toje's staying, but Johnny Hill is a great option as well. Um, moving on to the back row, this is probably one of the most competitive positions for England, I'd say. I think I'd love to have seen Jack Willis in there as a starting player, to be honest. I actually thought he was like, so good every time he came on, but obviously he's been hit with that big injury. Um, and, but, and obviously we've got, we all love Underhill and Curry. I don't know. You last week you were saying uh, Curry maybe not on his best form. Yeah. I think he's been. I think he's been really great. But obviously the big man Billy V 
at the back. What, what, let's start with him. Do you think he needs to stay? Or do you think he, do you need to think he needs to stay in the squad and someone else step in and like move, try to progress that number eight position for someone else and develop it for like someone like Don Brown or Simmons? Yeah, I think, um, well, I think Eddie Jones admitted that he was playing Billy Villapola and Billy Villapola wasn't really like match fit. Mm. Uh, and he wasn't quite up to like his, his reasonable standard based on fitness, which to me is like, firstly, I, I don't know why you'd start someone they're not match fit. But I think Billy Vinopola <laughs> at like full match fitness, like at his best, as he was against like Wales and France, I thought he was really, really good. Hmm. Not to say there shouldn't be the number eight who so are given a chance, which I definitely think there should be. And if Ed was on the if Ed was on this podcast, he'd be actually going for Don Brandt uh, straight off the bat. But also, obviously, <laughs> we can't ignore Sam Simmons spoke about it a few episodes community um and whether Billy Vinopola gives way for that who knows really but I think Billy Vinopola has to keep that a position um for the time yeah. being would you would you like to see I don't know I think obviously Don Brand is the closest to Billy Vinopola in terms of his uh ball carrying ability just a bit of a they're more similar in their style of play what I do love about Don Brand is his ability to offload is actually mad. He actually offloads everything and it just opens up. That's one thing that I've seen in the Premiership. Teams that offload score tries because it opens up gaps so much. And I think Don Brand does that. And I think obviously Billy V, he, I feel he used to do that quite a lot, but he just, I don't know, obviously he's not at his best. But would, what, how would you think would be if Don Brand came in kind of under the wing of uh, what's it called Billy V? Like obviously, there's going to be areas which Billy V is far superior, but with that like mentorship, Don Brandt's still young as well. He could maybe help him develop into a like a world class uh, A. I don't know that's yeah. what I, I'm actually thinking. Maybe even Don Brandt would be a better fit over Simmons now. To be honest, even though Simmons does score for days, Don Brandt just creates opportunities and scores as well. It's kind of mad. Yeah. Well, I think what we're seeing in, in the Premiership is a lot more teams who are going tr- and going out there trying to play running rugby mm. and trying to play, as you as you mentioned, like offloading rugby, fast, fast rugby, which it's is why this season, rugby. yeah, this <laughs> season we've seen some absolutely spectacular games. Like literally, I think two weeks ago, I pointed out, out of like the five games that were on, three of them were decided by one or two points. And mm-hmm. and above twenty or thirty points for each of those games, which is insane. Yeah. I think um, Bristol, I think, have really paved the way for that kind of rugby, and it's really 100%. showed the rest of the Premiership that like you're going to get success off that. And I think Quint have followed well, um, and I think clearly like Quint have been telling um, Don Brand to try and play play that kind of rugby, and it's really making him stand out, and it suits him well. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, if England want to go that way, which I think they would need to. Um, if, if they're going to have a lot of success and try and play more creative rugby, I think he's definitely a player that, that could be looked at to fill in that position number eight if they want to play that creative rugby. Yeah, that would actually be awesome. The, the, the creativity just is so nice to watch. That's thing. It's just dank. It's just dank. Is there any other players who you think could fit into that back row um, in the flank position over Curry and Underhill right now or for the future? Because obviously they are still young. They're going to be there in the squad for the World Cup, like it's no doubt about it. They're going to be 
getting better. They haven't hit their peaks. So is there anyone else who you think could slide into the squad or maybe like, uh, what's called, get one over them, as you could say? Yeah, I think they're the two best at the moment. I, I've been personally quite, I've been quite disappointed with Ben L, to be honest, um, because I mean, I was expecting very much like big things from him, given the season he's had at Bristol previous to the mm. Six Nations. Six Nations, he, I, I don't personally think he stood out as much as I would have liked him to, um, albeit he only had bench appearances. Mm. Uh, and I think he made a few big plays in terms of like turnovers and stuff in the games he did come on, but. I would like to have seen him stand out a little bit more. And I think with regards to like other, other back row players, I think in particular Benno and Jack Willis when he's fit, um, I think they're two that can can feasibly challenge um, yeah. both Underhill and Curry, especially given the fact that like I don't think Underhill's club form is, is that great at the moment, to be honest, having seen mm. him play. Um, and clearly like Bath are very much struggling uh, at the moment um, compared to... Yeah playing a creative Bristol team that suits him. Um, it's it's a stark contrast, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think creativity just makes it so much... I think we've just played a bit of a boring brand of rugby sometimes. Like, it's just, it's just way more fun for everyone who... Even the players, like, the fans, everyone. Everyone wants to see, like, sick tries. No one wants to see, like, boring play. Everyone wants to see sick. But can I just say, why the hell is Mark Wilson still even, like, a starting option? I just don't understand that. He just isn't a standout player. Mm, I think I think what they want, I, I I mean, I assume what he wanted was essentially just like have someone who he for like with Sam Underhill to come in and fill in that role until he he comes back in. But for me, that's yeah. that's a reason why like he's not like for like enough. And I think what England missed quite a lot was just like sheer impact. Where before yeah. like the defense was feared, like we were smashing people backwards. That wasn't happening. And I think the person that led mm. that line was both Maritoje and Sam Underhill, um, who were really leading that defensive line. And I think Mark Wilson, for me, just didn't fill, hasn't filled in the, the boots and the, the tackling boots of Sam Underhill, um, which England rely on so much, I think, in defence. Um, I can't think of one play that, Sam, that Mark Wilson did during the Six Nations that stood out, I'm not going to lie. I actually can't think of a single play. But anyway, shall we move on to the backs? Number nine, yeah. I think Ben Young's actually decent, but he's obviously been around for bloody ages. And Danny Kerr has been in ridiculous form for Quinns. So is it, I don't know, is it time to give, and also Dan Robson, he's not that bad either. He's pretty good. Is it time to give someone else a chance or are we keeping him just there for the experience? It's good to have an experienced nine to control the flow of the game, but is he the best option for England? It's uh, this is like the hardest position for me to decide because I'm just like so used to. Ha I think I think that that could even be a downfall. And it does provide stability, but you have to ask the question like, is it the best selection choice? Which I I, I honestly I'm not sure um, yeah. because Ben Youngs makes it hard for everyone watching because like he'll be absolutely atrocious and then in a game he'll just turn up like. It, and, yeah. and essentially like dominate the game like we saw against France like he played so well he literally was like, up against in my opinion the best nine in the world and he outplayed Dupont and and he won the game and, like on those performances it's so hard so to mad. go in and say he needs to be dropped 
Like it's so difficult. Yeah. Um, and maybe it is that consistency that needs to be needs to be brought in to his game, but it's I feel I think it's just so hard to drop Ben Youngs. Oh yeah, I, I think he's still going. That's the thing. Like he has, a, as you say, he has a streak of like maybe a one or two bad games. Then he just turns up and like scores like multiple tries or something. Like scores like an important try, like like running around the a ruck, just like dart, one of those darting runs he does. So it's just it's hard to know what to do with him. I think mm. he's so experienced. I think, but it, I I would love to see Danny. The thing is, Danny Care is like an experienced player as well. So it's like. Do you want to be bringing in someone like Danny Kerr who's just based on form, who m- might, I don't know, will he even be like in this form in two years? For That's the that's the question also with Ben Youngs. Is he going to be in this form in two years or is he going to be this good in two years? Or is he going to... That, that's the worry with Danny Kerr though. It's like you can pick off form, but Danny Kerr's 34 years old. And it's yeah. like, where do you draw the line for that? Like next World Cup as a 36-year-old, we're kind of pushing it. I, if he's playing in a form in two years' time, fair enough. But like, mm. would you? I'd rather. And I don't know how old Robson is, but I thought in some of the games he's come off the bench, he's been absolutely electric. Mm. Um, and I, I would like to see him have a chance at least starting. Like the games against Italy, like why are we not trying players out in that game? Yeah. Sorry, like why is Dan <laughs> Robson not starting that game? Like, yeah, I've no clue to be honest. It's so frustrating. Harry, Harry Randall giving a go as well, like. Bringing that yeah. Bristol start playing, like, why are we not doing that? Yeah. Give him a go. I think he's in. Well, I think but... I think he had, yeah, yeah, he had an injury. I think partway through, which I would have loved to seen him play because maybe, maybe uh, would have. I love watching him play. Yeah, he's quite. I think now is the big debate: Are you playing Ford Farrell, or are you going Farrell ten centers, or Farrell Ford? What are you doing with that? Yeah, um, I think. The fact that that's even a question just just shows what the main problem is with England and it is in that centre position. Like, we don't have mm. the centre that we need um, or the centre that's fit. Um, mm. And I think Ed points it out in one of the last episodes, England have a reliance on Manu Tuolangi um, to, as a big ball-carrying centre. And not, I mean, we know how good he is. Like, when he's fit, Manu Tuolangi is one of the best players in the world. Um, but it just shows that that reliance. But for me, I think what I like, I like watching Owen Farrell at 10. Um, and yeah. that's not to say like, I, I'm a massive, massive George Ford fan. I think if Tuolangi's not fit for me, it has to be 10 Ford, 12 Farrell. Um, yeah. And 13, whoever else. Just is that because we're lacking, is that because we're lacking the, the center thing? Would you play, who would you play at? Who would you play at 13 Slade? Yeah, Henry Slade, I think. But even so, it's just like 10, 10 12, 13, Ford, Farrell, Slade. It's just not... I, I, there's Mate, no, like, what, what, um, do you think, what, what do you think of Farrell, 10, then either at 12, 12 or 13, Piers O'Connor and Slade? Piers O'Connor scores tries for days. It's, his, I'll tell you, his support play is actually mad. His support play is so yeah. good. Bear in mind, he has teamed up with uh, Semi Randrandra who is yeah. literally like, like I think when you're next to someone that good, it does make anyone look sick. It's like kind of a Manu Tuolangi, like anyone who's going to be on like his shoulder, like picking off any offloads is going to do well. So I don't know if it, that could be, but he is also quite a good support player in general. Like, I don't know if he should be given a chance or if yeah. we should just stick like, like just the stand, the standard we got. I don't know. Is Slade really our best option at 13 right now? I'm I don't know. Sure. The, the thing is, 
I don't understand where like this. There was so we had so many centers that just dropped off 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 the whole scene. Like people mm. like um like Oli Devoto, like what happened with him? Like he's a he's a ball carrier and like I I thought he he was playing well. I mean he's he's a fantastic for Exeter. Like why's mm. why's he not Piers O'Connor? Like where are these where are these people? Like why aren't they getting look-ins? Um, mm. Like over like I I don't want to like diss Oli Lawrence because I don't think he's been given like the biggest chance. Or like yeah. he's he, as we said, like he hasn't been given the ball in in space. We feel, but even I so, very, I think he's very inexperienced. He's he's like a young player. Like he is literally twenty one. And like not to say that like every player, not to say that some players his age are doing really well. Like obviously you got Lou Sammy who's like twenty and he's tearing up. But like you have to, each player will develop their own speed. And I think he is going to be a really great player for the future. But obviously right now he isn't developing as fast as some of the other top young players but he does have that ability to when he is in space when he does get his lines right when he's not running into tackles standing up he's, he's gonna make it bust through ta- bust through a few tackles mm. but right now is probably not the best time for him but I think he's definitely going to be one for the future I would love a, a dog woo in senses mate like what like yeah. I know like he's just not even given a chance like I don't know if there's I don't know if there's something behind the scenes that's going on with with uh, Dogry, but he he he's just big. That's the thing. He's power. Like his legs are fucking massive. Like <laughs> you can't even deny that. Like he, what, him at thirteen would be actual class, I think, or even at twelve. Yeah. Like yeah. I know this he's like, a winger, but I mean, like you mentioned that Ollie Lawrence hasn't developed that quickly. Like, do we think like that's an issue with there's some kind of mental issue within the England rugby setup? That means that young players aren't developing as quick in in the last year or two, because mm. I think prior to the last few years we had we've had a lot of young players developing, and I think Eddie Jones last World Cup cycle in developing players, because mm. we've had world class players come out of the last cycle, the likes of Curry, the likes of Itoje, who are now considered the, like essentially the best in the yeah. world, but we haven't had firstly we haven't had that same development in the back line. And also, we haven't had that same development in the last couple of years. And yeah. I don't know whether... I think that's that's partly to do with kind of mentality issue. But also, I think it's an issue with, with like, or like very traditional play, which, which is to favour forwards. Um, and has meant that like less backs have developed potentially um, than, than we would expect or like to. Um, but yeah, it concerns me. The centre position definitely concerns me. And to Alangi, if you're listening, please come back soon. Hundred percent. Alangi's just a beast. Like, man, the, the impact he has is just unreal. And I think if we're not getting to Alangi back, we just need to be developing developing an option there. Like, there's no doubt about yeah. it. Like, it's- well, he's tried. He's tried with with um, Lawrence. That's the thing. But the thing is, I mean, as much as we say, okay, Lawrence hasn't been given the ball in space. A lot of the time, Tuolangi isn't given the ball in space. But when yeah, you're a good yeah, player, you yeah. make chances. Like you make stuff happen, and it's hard to expect that of a twenty-one-year-old. 21 year but those are the shoes that he's trying to fill. Um, and I think yeah. it's unfair on him as well. People saying, "Oh, he's the Manu Tuolangi replacement." When people watch him and expect him to do what Manu does, but re- realistically, ninety-nine percent of players could never do that. Um, yeah, he's just a different player. That's what I think. That's why I think a dog would be great because he like I heard this thing where it was like Eddie Jones picks players to be in the England squad where they have to be uh, world class at one thing, at mm. least one thing. And a dog is line break. I don't know what Lawrence's is. I don't even know what it could be. 
maybe power i don't even know but a dog ruses is, is apparently line breaks and it, it just hit him on a short line and like mm. whoever it is is probably not gonna he's at least gonna like make he's probably not gonna get dominated let's let's put it that way but i think yeah <laughs> back three this is a tough one i know you were saying i don't know the other day you want to see watson at 15 who are you putting on obviously we're keeping may on the wing i think he is just like he's a shoe in like he's 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 not going to be leaving the English side for a while but who would you put on the other wing then if you're putting Watson at 15 yeah it's a good question to be honest I mean like I'd even toy with the idea of having Daly on the wing um, right, really? because yeah I, I don't know I don't know though like I think if we had alternatives I'd certainly look at them um, I mean like we've seen a lot of people drop off again in the wing position Joe Cock and a singer I watched him play mm. yesterday and for Bath. And as much as Bath are playing badly, oh my days, he hasn't lost it. He's absolute beast. Like he's still he? absolutely killing people. Yeah. Like what, what happened to he him? Got, he got a big injury just before the World Cup, didn't he? Like his ankle or something. Yeah. Um, and as much as we joke about it, like like Rory McConaughey, like where like where's he gone after the World Cup? Literally he's come for the World Cup, he's a great player. That should be given a chance, I think. Um, and Ollie Thorley, know, like Ollie Thorley, like there's so many inform like Jack Noel when he's fit. I think is. Yeah. Would, would I think Jack Noel when he's fit would be a great, great answer because we have the we have the power, we have the pace runner of May on the one wing, and have, having like a power runner on the other wing, I think is the, would be is really nice balance to have. Just having. Yeah. No, just he just bounces people and like he just get he's just one of those players who he just if he sees a try line he's making his way no matter what and it's just like yeah, like it's his class. I think to be fair to um like just one mention is like Anthony Watson. I think he's probably one of the only England players in this Six Nations that's really sort of proven himself. I know he came back from mm. a big injury. Um, and now a lot of people are saying yes. He's like before they people weren't really talking to talking about him that much in in Lions contention. I think a lot of people are now talking about Anthony Watson possibly being selected for the Lions above and beyond Johnny May even. Mm. For this Six Nations, which in my opinion has been so good. Like I don't I don't know how he manages it, but it just seems whenever he gets the ball, he just always somehow manages to break like one or his his, his like, footwork. His footwork is just so good. He's, his footwork's yeah, so good. Really, he just makes a step, and it just gets like, just gets like the outside on the player, where he just can't be quite taken down or something. It just makes meters. I, I have to admit, I was quite, I was quite doubtful of Watson before this Six Nations, but he's definitely proved me wrong. Like he's been pretty mad. But, um, yeah, definitely. I think, I think, yeah, Daly just isn't the one at fifteen, and Malins right now probably isn't. Like Malins is sick for Bristol though. I just, I don't know. The thing is, Bristol is, it is, Bristol is a bit of like a... Just, wait, you go first. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I think I'm probably going to say the same thing. But it's like the point I made earlier was, like, the style of play that Bristol are playing is really sort of creative. Like, trying to, like, make tries. And they have people that are making these line breaks, like Sammy Retrada, um, like mm-hmm. Piers O'Connor, who's running those really great support lines. And when you've got a player like Max Malins, who's given that space to express himself around other players that are going to make stuff happen, then I think that's a, that's an environment that he thrives in. And this is yeah. what worries me about bringing, I mean, the topic change, but bring, bringing someone in like Alex Dombrand, where he's not, England aren't playing that. 
England aren't playing in that like hugely creative way that he's used to at Quinn's in, in recent form. Is he going to be able to carry that form over to England when England aren't trying to play in that way? Mm. And we've seen Malin struggle with that because England aren't in a really expressive team like Bristol are or like Quinn's are, which means that Malin's yeah. doesn't play in that expressive way. Uh, and actually, funnily enough, I think that's why we saw we saw such a surge in form for Max Maidens moving from Saracens to Bristol. And I think it's fair to say Saracens play in a similar way to England and aren't mm. massively expressive. They'd run on their defence and structure. Um, and Max Maidens, I person, to be honest, I don't think he massively thrived in that environment. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He didn't break into the starters. And I think moving to Bristol alone was the best thing for him. And if I were him, I'd definitely stay because it's clearly where he plays his best rugby. Yeah, yeah, I think I think 100% agree with you there. Just that maybe that's maybe that's something where we England need to actually change. This, the, that's maybe that is the biggest issue for them. They're just style of play. Like we've always been quite a conservative team, but now we need to actually try play essentially like the All Blacks. Like why are we not like playing like this dang running rugby? It's just sick. Everyone loves it. And it just, well, that's the thing. The best teams in the Premiership are playing like that at the moment. And yeah. I'm always a firm believer in whatever your like domestic league is playing like, which is giving you success. The best yeah, teams that should be that's how they national side. Yeah. Exactly. And we've seen that in France. That's how France are playing excellently because they're playing like Toulouse do. And mm. like when Ireland have had their best form, they're playing like Leinster do. Wales, we don't talk about the Welsh clubs, but. Yeah. <laughs> But in general, they play like England England clubs do because they're yeah. most of them are England. Um, and they yeah, give space yeah. for some players to express themselves, which England, I just don't feel, have. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, obviously, Eddie Jones is the one in charge of all of this. Is he going to stay or is he to go? What do you think? Uh, for me, he is. Uh, he's, I think he's still stay. Um, and I think uh, a lot of England fans are very quick to pull the trigger. Um, and in general, I think just English in, in general, this is an issue with English sports where people are very quick to blame and quick to say, let's chuck so and so. Um, and I think we can't forget what he did in the last four years before the World Cup, um, making it to a World Cup final. And I think if, for example, he had won that World Cup one match, which was different we would not be having any of these conversations now. And I know that's a big if, but it's literally, he's mm. played X many games. If one of those games had a different result, we would not be saying any of this now based on all that happened before that. And I think it would be unfair to let him, to see him go now based on all the work he's done. He's built England yeah. up to the stage they're at. I think he just needs a slight direction change in order for England to really reach the same peaks they did in the last cycle. Um, well, what yeah. do you think, Eddie Jones in or out? I think based off Six Nations alone, <laughs> I'm going to have to say out because what, like, we can't be accepting that we're getting fifth, fifth in the Six Nations. Like, as Ed said last week, we are England, we need to be winning Grand Slams. Like, it's that our player pool selection is far bigger than Wales, far bigger than Ireland, far bigger than Scotland, yet we're below all those teams and we're not excelling. And obviously, Eddie Jones said it himself, an international coach has a shelf life for four years. He's had his four years. Is it time for him to move on? Potentially. But obviously there's a risk of bringing in a new coach and it being even worse. Like Eddie may have a long-term plan where he is trying to give these old players a chance, trying to get his form. But I don't know if he's just too stuck 
in trying to get back his the the way we're playing before maybe rather than develop developing this new style of play this new creative style of play we've been talking about today which will no doubt win us games because i think if you're scoring scoring tries we have defensive ability there's no doubt about that like what are ways like we just don't have that attacking prowess where we can just go into the 22 and know we're going to be getting a try which is essentially what wales have they have that ability to hit the 22 they got that high percentage for like like red zone percentage or whatever it is where they go into the 22 and they're scoring and it doesn't matter how long during the game they might be defending because as soon as they're getting the ball they are a threat and that's obviously what's won them the whole six nations and i think as you said with the whole premiership just moving in the way towards this creative style of play England has to follow that. And if Eddie Jones isn't going to do that, he has to go. That's, I think that's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I think if he doesn't do that, then he does need to go. And I think I agree with you. I think um, the that is the main thing that the Wales have been good at. Discipline and executing in, in a, an opposing team's mm. 22. Um, and I think that's come with the fact that if you look at their back line now, wow, it's experienced. Like other than Louis Samet, yeah. they've changed their centre partnership, which I think has worked really well for them. Jonathan Davis at 12 and North at 13 has been a really big thing for them. And I think, um, yeah, I think England just need to try and establish some stability like that. Um, but yeah. right now I think we're struggling. And I think I agree with you. If he, I think if he doesn't implement that, that kind of creative style of play and try and change something in the squad, I think a lot of people are going to start calling for his head, um, yeah, and I think he's been dangerous doing that. And I know, I know it. I know it may seem a bit early with only two years to the World Cup, but Razi Erasmus was only eighteen months out before he went ahead and won the World Cup with South Africa. It is possible, but I'm still willing to give Eddie Jones a chance. I might, I might, I might not fire him. That's the thing. I think. <laughs> I think either you sack him now or wait till the end of the World Cup. Like I think if they're gonna do it, if they're gonna if they're gonna choose someone else and have someone use that in two years' time, I don't think there's any in between. Like yeah. for for England for the squad's sake, they need to either do it now or, or after the World Cup. Um I feel yeah. they'll wait. I mean he's got time left on his contract, but let's hope he can build something in the next two years. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I think for the sake of every England fan, we wanna win. But that wraps it up. We're all done for today. Thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you go and subscribe if you have enjoyed the episode. Quite quite juicy England one. Um, we got we got a uh, few things lined up in the works. We got another game show star one coming up, Mastermind. Um, we also got a, a Lions episode coming up because I know Lions is the hot topic of everything, which we will be doing with Ed as well, and hopefully a pro player as well. So a lot to look forward to. So make sure, yeah, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. And we will see you next time. Bye.